Welcome back to uh, everybody's favorite convention-focused podcast, Conjob. Uh, today, Ryan and I are going to discuss the uh, the finer points of how conventions are handling the pandemic, how they're uh, how they're muscling through, or how they're not muscling through financially, um, as well as what uh, what we think the the convention world is going to look like here once we start to open up later on this year. Without further ado, hello, Mr. Ryan. Hello, hello, hello. How so, uh, how we, are you? We, oh, I'm well, I'm well. I was just going to say we got uh, lots of concern over our uh, the the previous review. A lot, lot of uh, feedback, not just to us alone, but just online as well. The, uh, you know, we've, we've mentioned it so much, so many times, just uh, it doesn't seem to end. It's true. Um, so we, we've talked about the uh, the feedback. So, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they're, they're really concerned with conventions going forward right now. And w- while I get it, you know, I, I, I am not an anti-masker. I'm not an anti, you know, safety precautions person by any means. You know, wh- while I get the concern, um, you know, I think I think that's a topic that we need to we probably need to shelf and debate another day Um, because at the end of the day, you know, conventions are happening whether, whether you like it or not. Um, But some of those conventions, you know, they're not happening anymore, you know, because they, they've, they've fallen into some financial issues. Yeah, no. And and that's, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, it is, I mean, I I guess it's kind of six of one half dozen the other because, you know, there are, I, I feel like there might be too many shows to the point where some some things some areas kind of get watered down because they're having one you know if not every weekend every every couple weekends at minimum which you know you, you get kind of uh, you get kind of burnt out I guess if you're a, if you're a, a con goer if you will yeah I mean a couple you know a couple years well, actually not a couple like several years ago you know the the thing was that you saved all year for you know, yeah, that one big one, uh-huh. You know, yeah. like, like here in, here in Florida, you know, you save for, you either save for Supercon or you save for Megacon. Megacon right. Th- th- those were the two that you save for, or, you know, if you traveled a lot, you save for DragonCon, or you save for New York or you save for C2E2 or you save for Salt Lake or, you know, you save for, uh, you know, for San Diego. And those are the shows. That was the show that you did that year. You know, you might do a small con here or there, but that's it. Um, and then we started getting these, you know, these, these shows that popped up, I think one, uh, one year, I think it was 2017 or 2018. Um, there was on average three events happening every single weekend in Texas. Wow. Right. Texas is a big state, but that's a lot. It is. It's a lot to, it's a lot to support. Um, and I think that's where, you know, one of today's topics, um, you know, is, is, is going to go well it is where it's going um you know the just the financial status of some of these some of these cons um you know i guess we can we can start with with denver you know denver uh you know denver announced that uh they didn't announce that they're closing the doors but they're closing the doors yeah they didn't officially say it but it's yeah it it seems yeah (laughs) well and the the rumor is that you know that they had a uh you know a very poor poorly uh 
attended and performing events, um, you know, that they decided to branch out for and, you know, they took a hit for it. And that's, that's really what, uh, you know, what, what set them back and not being able to have, you know, have their huge mega show last year, um, you know, kind of, I think was the, was the knockout punch for them. You're right. And that sucks because, you know, that's one we really look forward to. I enjoy that show. Yeah. And I, and now all of a sudden the name is escaping me, but there, you know, there was an arcade expo in, in Pittsburgh that, uh, you know, it used to be called Pinburg. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they folded because they, they couldn't see being able to have a, uh, you know, an in-person event because they have people that come from all over the world to play pinball in, you know, in their pinball tournament or, you know, they're, they're all night gaming. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they folded because they just, they couldn't see the viability for last year or this year, um, you know, going forward to be able to get people that many people into the country and, and at their event. Is it the replay effects? It is replay effects. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. That's, oh God, I, I feel so terrible because those guys are great. Like they're, they're, they're such a great group of people that put on and that show. And that's in August too. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting, I mean, I know we're now in February as we record this, it's, uh, you know, we keep, we keep saying like, oh, that seems like so far out, but I mean, August really doesn't seem that far out considering how quickly things seem to be moving now. Well, so, and you know, it's crazy because last year in March, you know, I, I, uh, I, I was talking to my buddy that owns, um, you know, mini world and you know, he's, he, he called me and he told me that, uh, um, that planet and Lexington had both postponed and he's like, yeah, you know, but I'll, I'll see you in a few weeks at, uh, you know, at, at one of the wizard shows. And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, I'll see, <laughs> yeah. I'll see you in a few weeks, man. Sure. And that was like, that was the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. you know, no big deal. Yeah. And here we are. Like, I haven't seen him any, in, in a year now, <clears throat> which is wild to me that it's been a year. Um, no, but things have moved fast, and I think, uh, you know, we're going to start seeing some things accelerate. Um, Odafest, you know, that's that's the Oticon. big Odacon, Odacon, yeah, um, not Odafest, um, Odacon. <laughs> I mean, look what's look what's going on with them. If you want to want to talk about it for a second, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know they they they've put up a a donation page because they're struggling. You know, they, they haven't, they weren't able to have their, you know, their events and, you know, now they've had to push it back to, um, to August of this year, which we'll talk about later on in the show, the, you know, the log jam that that's going to create. Um, but you know, look, looking at it now, um, you know, they, they might not be able to keep their doors open because they have this huge influx of, of cash that comes from, you know, ticket sales and from vendor booths and from everything else. And, you know, they've spent money for advertising. They, you know, they're doing their thing and they're a nonprofit, but they still might not be able to, uh, you know, to be able to make it work going forward. And that's terrifying that a convention that is, you know, one of the largest anime cons in the country isn't going to be able to make it work. I, I actually applaud them for doing that, for asking for donations to, to try to stay open instead of just, you know, shutting it down completely. At least give it, give it that old college try. You know, I, I think that's a really good idea. 
and obviously nobody else is doing it that I know of. Do you know of anybody else? Any other shows that are? I, I've heard like I've heard rumblings of other like okay. little so little bitty not, shows doing it's it. It's not but... commonly. It's not commonly out there. No. So I think I think that's really good that uh that they would at least you know give it the try. If it doesn't work, you don't get enough. Then hey, at least we tried. We did our best. But yeah, that's a good little. Well, and something that I'd really like to see some of these conventions start doing is is saying you know look, you know we we're struggling financially and you know, if you'd like to roll your tickets, great. If you want a refund, okay. You know, please understand that, you know, that refund is, is, you know, going to possibly shut down the event. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they can go that far, make people well, feel bad. <laughs> well, but I would, I would, I would just say, you know, look, you know, that this is where we're at on, you know, on it. So it's one or the other. And of course people are going to be like, Oh, they're going to go bankrupt. I'm not going to get my money back. Right. And, you know, I, I get it. <clears throat> There's, um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about this because this, this is, this has to do with the, the convention world as well. Um, <clears throat> my roommate is, um, is in the haunt world, which is the, you know, the Halloween haunted house expos, um, that world. And one of the, uh, well, the, the biggest haunt convention, um, is based in St. Louis and it's called trans world. And they, you know, they, they go crazy at, uh, at the convention center there with tons of haunt stuff. It's, it's huge. You know, there's the booths are high dollar booths. Um, they filed for bankruptcy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And while there's some controversy behind that whole thing, um, with them filing for bankruptcy, there's there's rumors that uh, that there was a lot of funds misappropriated, new houses uh, bought, stuff course. like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know that that event because and they're of course blaming the you know the St. Louis uh, Visitors Convention and Visitors Bureau um, on you know on part of it and the the mayor of St. Louis on the other part whatever um, you know for not letting them have have the the convention. But at the, at, at the end of the day. You know, they they had to fold. Yeah, I thought I hate hearing that. That's terrible, especially right? those those bigger ones. I mean, obviously the little ones, I hate hearing it as well. But those bigger ones, it just you know, they got big for a reason. So it just it, it sucks when. But then when you hear about that, you know, the funds getting moved and all that stuff, then it you start to think like, okay, well maybe it's not. It's not. It wasn't all because of the pandemic. Maybe the pandemic brought out the bad exactly. stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Exactly. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I absolutely agree. So, you know, we're now, <clears throat> now we're looking at, you know, we're getting to that point where some of these conventions won't be solvent. Um, you know, and, and when people are like, well, you know, they, they're, they're doing, they're doing this show to turn a profit. No, they're not. They're actually doing this show to not lose their tails. Um, and that, I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, these smaller shows, these people are investing and people don't, people don't understand what goes into a show. And I think that's, that's something that I kind of want to throw out that we didn't talk about, um, in well, our pre-show. But hold on. I don't mean to interrupt, but remember, no, like you were no, saying, do not. <laughs> you were saying uh, <laughs> that they're doing their show to save their tails. That's the same reason a lot of these vendors are doing the shows. So oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you and I had that discussion, you know, uh, just a little while ago, you know, it's, it's really sad that, you know, people have taken full-time jobs 
and have to use these little events that they're doing to be able to pay their rent, to be able to pay their mortgage, to be able to right. pay their car payments, whatever it is. You know, you you can't replace the job that you were doing with a job that pays you half. Right. You just can't. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I really had somewhere that I wanted to go with that. It derailed <laughs> me. <laughs> Damn it. I know, right? Aren't you aren't you guys happy out there in uh, in listener land? Because um, it was going to be a rant, that's for sure. Um, no, I looking at you know looking at how people react to when a convention goes forward. They they don't understand that. Like I I used to promote car shows <clears throat> when I was younger. I I had one of the, the largest attended car shows in the Midwest, and what people didn't realize is is that I spent money throughout the entire year traveling to promote the event. I had already bought like the awards for the event. I had already rented out the space for the event. You know, I had all of this money that was my own money invested in the event. And, you know, there, there was a year that, you know, that I was, I went into, into the event, you know, $27,000 in the hole. And that's nothing compared to what some of these event promoters are in the hole when they go into their, you know, their show weekend. Um, you know, they're, they're turning a profit quite literally that weekend. Um, you know, and people don't understand that, you know, some people leverage their houses so that oh, they wow. can, you know, they can, they can have these shows because they do turn that profit. You know, they, they, they make it back, they do the thing, but you know, it's a, it's a risky business. And of course, you know, the, the people that don't care are going to say, well, that's, that's the risk you take whenever you, you start a business. Yeah, it is. But you, you are telling me that I should willingly lose my house. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to take me in. You're not going to let me sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys might, but, uh, you know, and Chateau Le Withy, um, <laughs> uh, yeah that's right i went there yeah uh, but no i mean the you know you guys out there in listener land you got to remember that you know and most of you understand that these promoters are you know they're just as as you know is open to you know open to losing everything is what we are right now so if you're gonna attack somebody you know for for having a show how dare you you need to, you need to get the uh you need to get the four one one on on why they're doing. You know these, right, right. these cons aren't financially you know financially capable of supporting themselves with two years of no shows. It's a big deal. No, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, do you want to move on to the next topic? Yeah, because I just ranted. Yeah. So well, uh, so let, let's every, definitely talk about you know what the that. shows are going to look like. Of course they are. Yeah. Um, so before we get into that, we're going to go ahead and pause. All right, we're back. Um, so yeah, so now let's move on and talk talk a little bit about uh, the future. I mean, we we kind of dabble into it from time to time. Um, we never really really get into detail. But what are your thoughts? I can tell you mine, but I want to hear yours. Well, let, let me let me first tell you that I've I've been to some events that are not Comic Cons. Um, you know, I've I've attended I've attended some craft fairs. Um, you know, just to check things out, I've, I've, you know, been to an RV show that, uh, you know, that 
I knew, uh, knew one of the, the vendors there and, you know, kind of saw what was going on at the RV show. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen some different festivals since I've been down here in Florida. I've been checking stuff out because look, I, I'm a business person. I do my due diligence on everything and I'm curious, you know, I, I want to be able to give my promoter friends input on what I'm seeing. You know, I want to, you know, I want to, to give some informed input on just what's happening out there. And, you know, the, the RV show, um, the RV show did not have as many vendors as what they, you know, they typically have. Um, a lot of people canceled, a lot of businesses folded. Yeah. And I mean, that it's terrible to, to hear, but that's what has happened. And I think, you know, we're, we're going to see a reflection of that whenever we start going back, but the, the attendance was down about 60% at this thing. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, let's be honest, those people that are buying RVs, you know, that are spending 30, 40, 70, 250, you know, half a million dollars on an RV, you know, maybe they, you know, decided not to buy the RV this year because, yeah. you know, pandemic. Um, but, and that's the other thing, you know, it's, it's a little tough to travel right now and, and feel good about it if you're not doing it for work. Um, you know, just to, to, to lollygag travel. Right. Um, but you know, these craft fairs that I've been to, um, these craft fairs are where it's at, you know, they're, they're distanced. What they're doing is they're, uh, they're basically, they're renting huge or they're, they're using huge, um, open, you know, open spaces and they're, they're putting 10 feet in between each of these tents in some cases. And, you know, people are able to shop and, you know, there, there's 20, 30 feet across from each vendor, you know, on, on each side so that, you know, there's a ton of distancing. And right now these, these outdoor open air events are really where it's at. Yeah. I actually think that's a, that's a great idea. I mean, obviously weather, weather could, you know, could play a big part of that. Um, but, uh, hold on. Sorry. I thought I thought I disconnected. Um, but no, I think that could play a good, I thought that, I think that could play a big part of it. I mean, obviously for different, depends on your booth setup. I mean, for artists with, you know, print showing, if it gets windy, obviously that's going to put a big, you know, a big damper on things versus, you know, yours is displaying glass. So it's not highly unlikely that it's going to blow over. Uh, if you you get, have you have you have you been down <laughs> down on the florida coast because i think you have and i think you know it gets freaking windy down here. oh it does but i mean other than the shoddy craftsmanship that i could see on your booth sometimes well i know, I know. <laughs> but but no i mean i, I, I think that, i'm sorry i think that's actually not a very bad idea um but future wise like i'm saying it, i don't even know when maybe let's just say 2022 Okay. I, I think it's going to be back to how it, how maybe not day one, you know, once everything opens back up to whatever phase 10, whatever they say it needs to be <laughs> for, for every state, you know, when every state's back to fully open, I think six, five, six months after that, you're going to see shows exactly how they were before. I, as far as spacing goes, as far as the table, you know, you'll be right next to your neighbor. You know, you'll, they'll have that little, uh, the little loincloth <laughs> that separates us. You know what I mean? Um, but uh -huh. I, I, I'm not quite sure on whether or not I think masks are going to be mandated at that point. And again, 
please know that I'm talking once everything's back open again, five, six months after that, you know, whenever that is, I don't know, you know, I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm just saying, I, I think, um, I'm not sure how masks will be at that point, but I think there'll be a lot of people wearing them, but I don't know if it'll necessarily be, you know, Hey, people policing it where, Hey, you have to put it, you know, like it is at Disney, for example, where people are so, just telling you to put it up. Here's, people will do it for their own safety. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Michael, like Michael Jackson, for example. Dude, he was so he was so ahead of his time. Yeah, you know, paved the ways for so many things, but uh, but that's that's my opinion. I I do think because I think us as a society in America, I think we're just a little bit more greedy, and they'll they'll go from you know it'll it'll start up eventually with you know six eight foot space in between, or maybe they'll skip every every booth, and then the the booth that's in between us and the next one won't be a you know it won't be a six or eight foot table it'll be a four foot table and then a, right. a month later it'll be a just a two foot space and then it'll be we're right next to each other you know what i mean it's slowly gonna cl- close in and then and once we're in, back to whatever phase it needs to be to be fully open they're not gonna limit i don't think they're not gonna limit attendance so i think you know you, you might not get the amount of people up front that's what, again why i'm saying five six months later They'll start saying, "Oh, okay, it's safe to you know, it's safe to come out in droves again." So, that's... well, what what I think is going to happen? Let's 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 look at the landscape in twenty twenty two. I I think twenty twenty one. I think the first major show that's going to happen. I'm just going to throw it out there. Is going to be Tampa Bay. That's um, August, right? Oh, that's uh, Raleigh too, isn't it? Same weekend. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's the same weekend. Yeah. Is uh, is is Raleigh? Um, I agree. I think I think that's it's July. Yeah, July thirty um, you know, first, right? I yeah, yeah, you know, and there's going to be some shows. There's going to be some smaller shows that are going to happen. You know, five, six thousand people shows. Right. Um, you know, I, I, Knoxville fanboy Knoxville is going to happen, and they're going to have a you know an attendance cap. But I think you know that's going to be a you know a solid a solid show. I think you're going to see. Um, oh, what's the other one? Uh, I think it's Columbus that's supposed to happen in that time frame for fanboy. Yeah, yeah. That's um, you know, I think that's. That. Yeah, I think it's going to be a smaller show, but I think it's still going to be a show that's going to happen and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be well attended. And at the end of the day, I think the vendors that take the risk on some of these shows that, you know, haven't happened in a year, um, which is pretty much all of them now, um, you know, I think the vendors that take the risk are, are they're going to, they're going to benefit from it. I think, I agree. Um, I, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see innovation so that the, the so that the promoters can get the booths in. Um, I think you're going to see plastic, uh, um, you know, plastic sheeting in between the booths instead of the uh, the loincloths. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I think what you'll see is you'll have um, you'll have these convention centers doing pods, you know, pods of four, and in those pods you're going to have plastic sheeting. I saw it for Luxie. At the uh, at the trade show that I did down there, and it was a you know it was a thing, it worked. I thought it was brilliant, and I think that's something that you know that promoters could really run off of because you know at this at that point what, what you know there's no transmission going through. Yes, it's going up, but the filtration system in these con- convention centers is is rock solid. Um, you know, and, and somebody will say, you know, you're speaking medical stuff. Um, you know, don't, uh, you know, get, get somebody from, uh, from here. From there. Right. Um, right. and I appreciate those comments. I really do because I would love to, but 
you know, we're not going to go, go that route. Um, but I will say this, I have a insanely solid source that, you know, that has said, look, you know, the second, the second that, you know, that we hit that, you know, 65, 68% inoculation rate in the country, you're going to start seeing some restrictions ease. And the minute, and it's, you know, at conventions, um, because of, you know, because of insurance, you're going to still see, you know, mask mandates and so on and so forth. But the minute that they hit that bona fide herd immunity number that, you know, that everybody talks about the 70%, once we hit 71%, you're going to see conventions dropping the mask mandates, um, you know, and, and adding some stuff in because the insurance companies will not force them to do it. Um, you know, there there's mask mandates because you know, you can't get insurance if you don't enforce one right, right now. Um, but I, I think the minute that we see that we're going to see them drop, um, you know, and you're going to see a dip in attendance because people still aren't going to be. Yeah. Convinced. I think that's inevitable. You're going to see a dip. And then I think it's, that part's going to come back quickly in my opinion. Yes. I, I think once people start realizing that there are, you know, there are, little to no cases that are associated with these conventions that are happening other than the hearsay ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to start saying, you know what, maybe we can do this safely or they're just never going to come back. And you know what? That's fine. You well, know, I think, I, I think another perfect example of that is Disney. When they, when they first opened, we went in August. I want to say, I think they opened in like June, maybe July or something. We went it was, the, it was July. Okay. So we went for the first time in August and I, we spoke about it on here. It was magnificent or magical, if you will. It was, yes, it, it was, was definitely empty. magical. It was empty. And then we went again, what, September, I think October, we went again. No. Anyway, October, November, whatever. A couple months later, it was probably twice as packed as it was when we were there in August. And then we just went again in uh, what January, and it was like we left early because it was it was like oh, you know what's what's the point of even being here? Because it's just every there's no fast passes, so the lines are so long, you can't get on anything. You're just there walking around the whole time. So uh, I, that's what I meant about the 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 attendance will dip and it'll come back relatively quickly. I'm just yeah. using that as the example. Well, and you know it's funny. I, you know, I'll be at Disney this weekend. Um, thanks, you know, for, I, thanks for the had, invite. Appreciate it. Hey, sorry. Hey, I got invited, so I, I got invited, and uh, it was uh, it's gonna it's gonna be something. Um, but you know, I, I'm excited to see what it's like because when when Patrick and I, um, the skeptical geek, he runs. Uh, oh my gosh, retro gaming. Um, we came down when we did. Um, oh, what's the name of that convention? Um, in Jacksonville. Um, there's so many, you know, that didn't happen last year. Um, so we, we did, we did a show in Jacksonville. It was, it was the weekend after what was supposed to be, um, um, Tampa Bay. And, um, you know, we, we did Disney it was like that, that week after they opened, it was, they'd been open for like a week, week and a half. And I was stoked to be able to go. Like I, I really was. And, um, and I ended up, you know, I, I, I cried a little, like when I walked down main street USA, <laughs> because like, it was so empty, but it felt so nice to be there. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I feel like that's how these shows right now are. 
you know, every show that we do feels like that first couple of, you know, couple of weeks, couple of months where people are starting to get their bearings. So yeah, I, I agree. I think people are going to come back and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be good. They're going to get some trust, but look at the end of the day, profanity warning <laughs> shit like what happened with otaku fest. this can with with otaku and petty children starting rumors is what's going to be the downfall of some of these conventions even going forward these these people are going to weaponize covid and they're going to use it to ruin businesses to ruin conventions and to ruin people's personal lives. And that's pathetic. And I, I can't, can't tell people enough <clears throat> to do the damn research before you start throwing accusations of, you know, about, about a convention or about whatever, but there has to be, there has to be some stuff in place, you know, that, that this kind of thing doesn't happen, whether it's a rapid test, you know, that, I'll, I'll pay an extra 75 bucks for my booth if you're going to rapid test me and get me my results so that I can say, look, nobody in our, no vendor in our hall has COVID. Right. Like, <clears throat> I'm all for that. Do Agreed. it. Make it happen. Agreed. Just for peace of mind. Yeah. And we don't have to deal with all the negative. I mean, you're, you're still obviously going to get people that, you know, that are, that are on that end of it. But. I agree with you. If we could figure out a way to, to do that, then there's no excuse. What's the excuse at that point? I'm sure they'll find something. Covers. So, yeah, no. So I, at the end of the day, man, I, I think that we need to, you know, we really need to look at these conventions, especially the ones that we, you know, really, we care about the ones that we do a lot. The ones that are, you know, important to the community. And I think we need to, you know, figure out how we're going to support them because, you know, exactly. they might not have supported us. They might not have given us refunds. They might have, uh, you know, not have done the thing, but we need to, we need to figure out how we're going to, we're going to keep the, the community alive. Agreed. Agreed. And on that note. On that note, we will call indeed, it. Indeed, sir. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week, everyone. Uh, it's a little bit. A little bit different than our than our last episode, which was which is always good. We want to keep you guys guessing, you know. Can't be can't be the same. I will say uh, next week we we do have a uh, have a surprise guest that uh, that will be joining us. So um, I think you guys are going to enjoy what this person has to say. Um, they're going to have a pretty good take on things, and yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you next.